Hello everyone and welcome back to the Cyclocross Social Podcast. Today we will be taking a look ahead at the Super Prestige in Boom. I'm joined by Twan. Hello. And Tom. Hello everyone. As I said, we are going to be taking a look ahead at the Super Prestige in Boom, which is already the fifth round of the Super Prestige, which means we are now officially over halfway there. Super Prestige in Boom is the fifth out of eight rounds, so the Super Prestige classification is really forming itself. We'll be taking a look at that uh, a bit later in this podcast. But first, uh, Twan, tell us something about the parkour. Uh, the parkour is on the Tomorrowland um, place where they have the festival. It is quite a fast parkour, provided that it will be dry. Uh, there is some uh, nice uh, technical sections in there, sound sections as well. And it should really be one for uh, the more power riders, I think. As always, the weather plays a big role in cyclocross. Tom, at the moment it's raining. What's the forecast for this Sunday? Indeed, we've had quite a bit of precipitation this week here in Belgium. But it's forecast overcast, cloudy, no rain forecast on Sunday. But you never know in Belgium, of course. And... We can expect some mud, perhaps, I think. We've often had mud on this circuit, and the ground is pretty soft at the moment, so I, I think it could be some nice conditions for, for racing. Although a bit cold, I have to add. Uh, between 2 and 3 degrees is forecast, so that could play a part for some of the riders, you know. Antoine, if we look back to last year, I think it was a decent amount of mud on the course as well. It was slippery, right? Mm. I, I'm. It, it. I think it was a little. I remember last year the race being uh, quite a bit earlier in the calendar as well, uh, and I. I think it was a, a bit. It, I think it still was quite fast. I think in the women's you really saw that with Artufi doing well. Uh, that that's what I'm basing this on mostly. Um, so yeah, I, I think last year was quite fast. Maybe a bit slippery indeed. Yeah, but it was just about one descent. The really tricky downhill in the bowl and then yeah that was pretty muddy you had to do a dismount and a uh, pretty slippy there but not deep mud so yeah it was a bit of a technical challenge that one but the rest of the course was a bit faster like thomas said that top layer was slippery and the layer below that that was a bit harder so there was still decent traction but a slippery top layer made it uh, tricky conditions and i expect something similar here this weekend so who do you guys expect in the men's race on a parkour like this Oh, well, I think we've had quite a few of these muddier races in the last few weeks now. And the riders will be uh, being a bit more adapted to the conditions, especially after Merck's Plus. And I, I think we can see, can we see Van Turner carry on his winning streak, you know, after the win in Merck's Plus, winning Tabor. I think he could be going for another yeah, I think uh, someone like Van Turenhout should definitely be up there uh, in Boom. Um, I, I think we can uh, expect the usual people. Uh, maybe uh, this is a bit more of a parkour for Pitcock than Tabor might have been. So maybe expect him um, in the battle somewhere. I definitely expect Paul Souza to be in the front with numerous riders once again. And I think this is something for Isabit as well. What do you guys think? Because Isabit, he likes these short, punchy hills, bit of mud, bit of running. Super all-round is the capabilities of Isabit and this parkour. It really has everything as well. 
you guys see him maybe maybe beat Van Toorn out this week? Uh, I think it could be a, a, a good possibility. You know, he, he looked strong last weekend again. And in the Super Prestige this year, three seconds and a first, you know, he's he's been really consistent in the series. And yeah, I think he could, like you said, a bit of everything. He's a good, really good all-round rider. Although the colder conditions, we have to go back to Namur last year, remember? Maybe he's not as big a fan in the colder conditions, so that could play a part. That's definitely a fair point. Although I do think that Isabit is definitely one we should... Yeah, we should. He's a force to be reckoned with this weekend. But on the other hand, he also leads the general classification here. So I think he will be focusing on Tone Arts. Arts is at this moment uh, three points behind. So Isabit really needs to keep an eye out on Arts. And I think that could then benefit the teammates of Isabit, Van Tournout and Zweig. Because Isabit will fo- be focusing on Arts and then Zweig and Van Tournout. Maybe they can... They can take profit of that, that Arch and Isabit are looking at each other and then these two uh, can maybe get up the road. Certainly, I would agree. I would agree on that one, you know. A three-point lead to, to Arts is is definitely closable within within a round, you know. Halfway through halfway through the series of eight rounds, four down, three points is really nip and tuck. But yeah, when we look to the likes of Van Torn out, 12 points behind Isabit. Yes, one bad race could kind of ruin Isabit's lead in the classification, but I think yeah he'll be really be looking to arts in this one. Yeah, I think especially after some lesser performances on the part of uh, Lauren Zweig, I I don't expect him to do quite as well. Maybe a bounce back performance, but I, I don't quite see it happening. Um, so indeed, uh, Ailey should be watching out for Ton Arts the most. As uh, three points is not a lot. Especially in the Super Prestige where one bad race can really ruin it. If Isabit finishes fifth and Art wins, well, Art leads by, what's it, two points then? I mean, it's nothing new. The Super Prestige is really the classification where you need to be consistent. And you really can't afford to have one bad race, which perhaps you could be able to... Could be able to anticipate on a bad race in the DVV Trophy as it's on time. Just be sure to gain some time on the Koppenberg. And then you can afford a loss in Baal. But here, if you mug up here in Boom and finish 5th or 6th or 10th, I mean, your classification is over. Yeah, I think we saw that in the 2017-2018 season. Uh, uh, it was uh, Mathieu van der Poel that struggled here in Boom. I think he crashed. Uh, he still ended up winning the classification, but it certainly put him under a lot of pressure, uh, a lot more than probably had wished for. And then we, of course, have Wout van Aert and Tom Pitcock participating here. Let's first focus on Wout van Aert. Personally, I think Wout van Aert is going to be challenging for the win here. What do you guys expect? Well, two third places in the opening weekend. I don't think he can be complaining about that at all, to be honest. Boom will be another tough course. Physically, he's got some up and downs, and yeah, I think I think we can say he 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 really rode a strong race in Tabor, closing down in middle part of a race, really finding his rhythm nicely, and I think this could just be the the course where where if he can have a good first lap and be kind of up there and not lose too much in the in this fast opening, I think yeah we could see him definitely in contention. 
Yeah, I think uh, this is one of those parkourses where you really have to watch out for Van Aert. Of course, already worked his way up into 19th in the classification, so he will be starting on the second row, which is definitely a positive thing as well. And I think we can expect to see him up there for podium again. Uh, and if he has that good day and everything get, it just goes right, then he might very well be able to win. And then we have Tom Pitcock. He will be looking to get a better result than he had in um, Tabor. Although I think the 17th place in Tabor was not representative of the level he had. That crash really hurt him. But we already discussed that in the Tabor podcast. But what do you guys expect from Pitcock today? Or today, this weekend? Uh, I think he'll, he'll be really looking to put that performance behind him of Tabor, you know, of a crash and... And yeah, it seemed to fade fade a bit at the end. But yeah, he can. Uh, last last year he kicked off his season in Kreuberg and Heaton with seventh and thirteenth, and then he turned it around in Boom with a third. So yeah, he's shown he can do it on this course. And after some less good results, shall we say? So yeah, I think I think we can expect top five definitely. Whether he's right on his best shape. Just this moment, we'll have to see him a race really, but I think, yeah, he, he'll certainly be back up there again this weekend. First, I would like to know if you guys have any other names that you could um, see um, potentially challenging for the win or the podium, uh, apart from the guys that we just discussed. I don't think you can count out Lars van der Haar again. I think he's shown, shown some strong riding this year, second last weekend in Kortrijk as well. Fifth in Tabor, he's been consistently up there, and yeah, in the in the general classification, eleven points behind is a bit. Perhaps we'll we'll see him being given a bit of a, a free a free ride if is a bit looking at odds. Maybe we'll give Van der Haar a chance to slip away. I think we have about covered all the biggest names, um, and uh, Van der Haar indeed, uh, one of those guys that you have to keep a slight eye on. And we should keep an eye out on Felipe Orts. He didn't race in Tabor. Um, he crashed in Kortrijk. But uh, in the Merckx-Plus, he, um, he got a decent result. Let's hope that he can get uh, another result here, close to a top five. He got seventh in the Merckx-Plus. Maybe uh, improvement now, sixth or fifth. It would be good for him. Yeah, I would love to see such a performance from him again. Uh, another name that uh, I, I would like to see this weekend do well in Boom is uh, Joris Nieuwenhuis. He will be returning to the field and it will be very interesting to see uh, what he can do after a very promising road campaign. Let's then make some predictions for who we think uh, are going to be able to win here this uh, race. I mean, Nieuwenhuis, I don't expect him to be here for the win, but who do you guys think? Ooh, it's, a, it's a tough one. Again, a really, really open race. I, I, but I think I'm going to go with a man on, on form in this moment. And Michael Van Tornart again. I think that's a very good pick as well. Um, then I would like to go with Wout van Aert. Um, hopefully he can take his first win of the cyclical season. And then I will go with uh, European champion Eli Iserbiet. With that said, I think we can now go on to discuss the women's race. Last year here in... Um, Boom, it was the last time that in a Belgian UCI race there were no Dutch women on the podium. We had an Italian 1-2 if you remember back. Arzufi in front of Lechner and then Sanne Kant got third. 
Arzufi, she isn't having the best season so far. Lechner, she won't be here because she has an injury. She crashed in the start in Tabor and has injuries to both knees. She will be going on a, she will be undergoing medical exams this week, so we wish her the best. She said she would be out for a pretty long time, so that's not good. Sonic Kant is having a rough season so far. Um, but Tom, with these three not here, who do you expect to be the leading woman i mean we've seen it the last weeks but who do you expect on this parkour well like you said i think it's going to be be the dutch podium lockout once again i i don't think you can count sana Kant out you know she's proven herself podium last year here beating all the dutch here and the, the fifth in Merck's plus two weekends ago so she has shown some signs of, of improvement over the year but yeah, I think it's going to be the, the standard Alvarado, Worst, and Brand, of course, you know, the woman on form with uh, three wins in a row now and, and winning in the last two rounds of the Super Prestige as well. To get in on what you said about Kant, I think you're right. We Last year, we saw here a parkour that was mixed, um, mud and fast sections, and I think we can expect the same with the current weather forecast. Kant, she likes these heavier parkourses. We saw it in the Max Plus. It wasn't the fastest race. We saw it earlier in Neil, which was also a tough course where Kant did good. So I think it's fair what you said. Kant can definitely challenge here for a top five. And maybe, just maybe, you never know with Kant. Maybe all of a sudden she is able to compete for a podium. Last year we didn't expect the result either. But if you remember back to last year as well, you had Yara Kastelein who was leading and then made an unfortunate crash while she was leading. Um, do you expect anything of Kastelein or do you really think it's going to be Worst, Alvarado, Brandt and Betsema? Yeah, well, Kastelein's not quite been on the form of last year with taking the European title last year, of course. And yeah, I think I think it is going to be the, the worst and Alvarado and of course Denise Bedsimmer as well you can't forget I think this technical course with with a few kind of bigger technical features like the downhill we previously mentioned into the sharp corner which is often pretty slippy and we've got two passages of uh, the sand section could again play into the hands of the Alvarado's competitors really we've seen her make quite a few mistakes over the last few weekends and could kind of be these decisive features if the confidence just isn't quite there I think yeah this could be another one for Brand and Denise Bedsema to really ride away with a 1-2 in the last lap. Tuan what do you think with these technical sections Tom just mentioned the woman you think would have the best technique are Alvarado and Vorst of course, Alvarado's made those mistakes, but I think Vorst and Alvarado in cornering and they have the best technique and with the mud, cornering becomes more and more important. What do you think? I agree that becomes more and more important. I think uh, Brandt has shown this so far this season that she is simply exceptional, especially last week in Tabor. It was very impressive what she did, and I don't, I don't think we can underestimate it. Uh, I, I think she's going to keep on continuing this line of form, and it will be a very scary couple of weeks here in, cyclo- in the women's cyclocross. I think Brandt and 
potentially you could have Alvarado to that as well, do have the upper hand slightly over the likes of Betsema and Vorst, but in the women's cycle across it, this could flick every week. So potentially Brandt is now, of course she's in great form, but maybe Vorst will be able to bounce back. She hasn't had the best couple of races, not the most of luck either. Remember puncturing Kortrijk? Do you think that um, then Vorst will be able to bounce back here? I think Vorst will definitely be able to uh, battle for a podium spot. Uh, I, I think we'll see uh, her around the chasing group, probably with Betsema uh, around Alvarado as well, and some people that might be able to join. Indeed, I, I think I think Amory Wurst is kind of due one of these good races now. And yeah, I think this this could be this could be one for her. And don't forget in the standings, Alvarado and Brandt they're just separated by a single point here. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on. Worst is third, and she's six points behind. So that's already getting a bit harder. But if Worst still wants to be um, a part of the fight for the win in the overall Super Prestige, this is really the moment to go because after this, there's just three races left. So there's really not much time left uh, after this to still um, get a get a chunk of points back. So it's already hard for Worst. She really needs that good performance now. I think if uh, Worst wants to win the overall, she's basically going to need four wins here, or at least uh, I think at least two, and then two second places. It is really hard to see Alvarado and Brandt drop behind the podium. At especially both of them, uh, they have been solid all season and I don't really see any signs of them significantly weakening uh, toward the end of this uh, classification. Another name I would like to put forward is Manon Bakker. She always loves these muddy parkourses. Do you think that she could potentially be in the front here? I think she she shouldn't be counted out. I think potentially a top five I, I don't see her kind of reaching the podium this year in uh just still a young rider of course only 21 years of age and yeah but two sevenths in our last two races in uh Kortrijk and Merckx a fifth in Leuven so she's she's actually nicely consistently in the last few weekends been up there as kind of the one of the leading under twenty three riders, and yeah, I think top five could be potential for her. Are there any other names we still want to put forward or discuss? Because I think we've had the main ones. Indeed, I think I would agree with you on that one. I think it's generally going to be the battle of the Dutch for the top five again in this one. Also, uh, Fem van Empel did a solid performance last week in Kortrijk with a fifth place. And having not not raced the double weekend, not making the trip to Tabor, perhaps she could have some fresher legs when the the competition. And yeah, she could be a, could be another outsider. Yeah, and looking at Tabor, Peters and Vash, they might be able to do something. Although I'm not entirely sure that Vash will be starting because there isn't a start list available. So that's why I didn't really mention her. But if she's racing, she's definitely a force to be reckoned with. But with that said, I think uh, we can be able to make some picks. Who is going to win here in Boom? I think it's your turn to take the lead on this one, Noah. Well, I am going to go with the 
reigning world champion, Sejinder Carmen Alvarado. Then I'll be going with the woman on form, Shinabra. Indeed, I, I think I would, I think I, I struggle to look past the win being for Brand, but I will go for Denise Betsemeven after a really strong performance in the last round, kind of chasing her way down from that bad start in Merck's Plus. I think, yeah, this could be a first win of the season in the Super Prestige. Well, with that said, I think we've had it all for this podcast. Tom and Tom, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. And then uh, I'm going to round off this episode of the Cyclocross Social Podcast. If you're wondering where you can watch the uh, Cyclocross in Boom, make sure to check cyclocross.social.com and there you can find where to watch under the tab live. I hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast and we will be back on Monday with a podcast for you about the Super Prestige in Boom. Goodbye.